Attention seniors on Medicare and Medicaid or receiving extra help for your prescription drugs. We have great news. You can change or enroll into a Medicare plan every three months if you qualify, all from the comfort and safety of your own home, over the phone. No one even needs to come to your home. And in minutes, we'll tell you all about some additional new Medicare benefits for you, like dental, vision, hearing, transportation, and more. Call us. We'll explain all your new Medicare benefits. Premiums are as low as $0 per month. Even if you are not paying anything for your coverage now, you need to call our licensed agents to review your plan. There are zero-cost plans available in some areas. Don't wait till next year. Get all the Medicare benefits you deserve. Call a licensed agent today. 800-461-2114. 800-461-2114. That's 800-461-2114. Paid for by Senior Choice Plan. is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for radiolawtalk.com with your host Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to Hour 2 of Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny. Love being here. We're having a great time. Denise Dirks, my co-host with Todd Cunin and our producer, Cal Hunter. We've had some great discussions. Go to our podcast at radiolawtalk.com. We've been talking about the Rittenhouse case. We will follow this uh, as we go uh, through the next months or weeks or however long it goes. Uh, not lo- not as long as uh, Britney Spears' case or Johnny Depp and Amber Heard's case, but, you know, we like to follow the latest trends, and uh, we've had some great discussions. And the reason I'm bringing that up is uh, we make sure that these live shows that we are uh, producing and heard all over the United States on over 100 I, – I hope we're right. We may be 106. I don't know how many affiliates we have or people uh, carrying our show – um, but uh, I believe it's over a hundred affiliates. Uh, and um, but what we do is we put them on a podcast. We put them on our website www.radiolawtalk.com, and you can go and listen to whatever show you want to, and you can look it up by talk topic. So, like Denise, we've talked about uh, Rittenhouse. You can just type in Rittenhouse. The reason I say Denise, she's the one that keeps track of this, and she's in charge of sending it out to our um, computer uh, people that put it up on our website. And it goes on podcasts on the Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts. It's on. We're on Spotify. We're on. Um, 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 uh, what's the big? What shoot, uh, Cal? The oh, well, iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. We're on iHeartRadio. Right. We're on a lot of them. Yeah. So go listen to our uh, old old ones. And but you can also go on our website and listen to them. And you can search the title. Right. You search it by title or topic, and it'll jump you to that specific show. So there we go. You can also go to Radio Law Talk on any platform, basically, right? Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. But I will tell you, go to Instagram because we post a lot more on Instagram, probably 90% Instagram, 10% other other uh, uh, areas of social media. But Radio uh, Law Talk yep. on the gram. On the gram, on the gram. Today we're going to talk about... Uh, uh, three different judge issues and cases that are uh, talking about Elf on the Shelf, talk about uh, 
uh, judge trying to force a drug test on a person out in the audience, um, a Facebook post by a judge. We're going to talk about Britney, the latest Britney Spears stuff. Uh, a lawyer dropping uh, his pants, you know, and Denise uh, and I and Todd will have a good time talking about that. Who among us has not had that issue? Yes. Oh, come on. I drop my pants every day. <laughs> uh, latest on the Houston concert stampede and, and discussion there. Uh, as a personal injury lawyer, that's definitely stuff that uh, I have, we, we have understood and, and handled. In fact, uh, I won't get into the ban, but I have handled a case uh, very similar. Uh, it was actually a little bit different in that they were taking the individual out, you know, because everyone was being crushed, right? So they're pulling the guy up over the fence and dropped him on his head, the the oh, the, um, the the security guys. So I had Oops. a lawsuit and a case on that one. Uh, that was a very interesting uh, case that I could talk about, but I don't know. And then now we have uh, the most important thing we're here for. Uh, Cal Hunter gives us case or no case. Let's roll it. Now it's time to play case or no case. And now, as Fred said, case or no case. Fisa Javid is a woman who uses makeup. Certainly nothing unusual about that. But Fisa was making up a Mary Kay purchase when she saw something quite familiar pop up, her face and her picture. In other words, Mary Kay had allegedly collected her facial biometrics without her knowing about it. Visa said, this is a violation of my privacy rights, especially under Illinois law. In doing more research to see if this is unusual, she also claimed another makeup company, Ulta, did the same thing, and also without the face owner's permission. There's software called Glam Lab that allows a would-be makeup buyer to see the effect of a particular shade on their face and so on, which both companies are alleged to have been using. So she was incensed. And she said she and every Glam Lab user and every Marike or Ulta customer had their privacy invaded. She reached out to attorney and asked, to an attorney, pardon me, and asked, case or no case. Mr. Kuhn, I'm going to ask you, what do you think about that? There is no amount of trying to do something else or looking away that can avoid Cal calling on you when you don't want to be called. <laughs> I, I know you tried. I can see you going. No, well, you know no. all about Glam Lab. Uh, yeah, sure I do. Yes, well, you know I'm trying my mascara on. It's uh, no, that's Kitty Glam Lab. That oh, oh okay. When I'm doing my glitter and you know Barbie dollhouse, whatever. Uh, I stop right there. Go yes. On. So here's here's what I'm going to say. All right. Uh, I think this is a case. I'm going to say this is a case, and I'm going to say that they lose because after you peel the onion, there was a disclaimer when they used Glam Lab where they consented to the use because Illinois law says you can't use it without consent. But Glam Lab was able to prove that these folks, these pictures were uh, published because they consented to the use of the device. And so that's what. So, case and she. Loses. All right, Denise. By the way, this is a one-point case or no case. I'm just going to my my, my disclosure. One point, case or no case only. That's all we have. Uh, Denise, what do you say about this? Well, there's a reason why it's a one-point case. <laughs> yeah, but so do I. I know. Thanks, Cal. Okay, so we uh, know that it has not yet been decided, right? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Okay. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I have to be honest with you. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't want you to. No, I get it, and I'm glad you waited until after Todd guessed before what, what? you said that. <laughs> well, I said it was a case, so I yeah. Yeah, I think, I think we're going to be fine. <laughs> okay, so um, isn't that the law was like biometrics or something like that? 
It was about getting people's data and facial Facial recognition. Yeah, it was part of that. Um, I'm going to say that it's a case and it has not been decided yet. And it's a class action on and, top of that. And thanks, Cal, for handing that to me. <laughs> how did you come up with that answer through the cryptic message that Cal – I don't know how you were able to weed through all that. Good heavens. So, especially when Cal, the first time he said – now, what did he say? This case – no, when he, they hired a jury uh, – a lawyer. Judge. No, they hired the – This lawyer. matter. This matter hired – when they hired the lawyer – so it's so obvious. This is a case, and they haven't they haven't decided yet. It's still in the works. So, so maybe Cal is going to get points. Oh, you might. That's true. All of us are the same. But if it's no case, he gets two points, and he's already told us it's only worth one. So he's kind of shot himself in the foot there. But I yeah. think we should change that next game. He needs three points. He gets three because if he's fooling all three of us. Because I never get I never get points. That's, yeah. that's the only reason why. Uh, okay. Well, here's the story. You all, of course, say that it was a case, and of course, you were correct in that. And you all said that uh, it had not yet been decided. That's why I told you it was only worth one point. So you get a point. And congratulations for outfoxing me. <laughs> like that was some kind of a yeah. mental <laughs> challenge. Like, right? that, yeah, it was like a faux pas for you. Whoopsie. And yep, that's sorry. not like you, Cal. Sorry. You're the best. You're the God, most. My bad. You are the best trickerer. I trickerer. Stepped around the but Next hour, I've got one even better, Fred. Okay, okay tell us what <laughs> it is. Next hour, I'm going to take you to one of my favorite stores, Walgreens. Yes, I'm going to take oh. you to Walgreens on case or no case. And I apologize for making that one so easy and so Obviously, yeah. <sighs> be playing at home. Yeah, Cal used the term outfoxed, and, and if a fox actually went about its tactics the same way you did, that would be like the fox saying, "Yo, farmer, I'm going into the hen house. Just want to let you know where I'm going." Yeah, in fact, I'm in I, here now. I'm in here right now. <laughs> Come get me. I, <laughs> I've got a GPS collar on. Just you can follow me. <laughs> I apologize for making that so silly and so simple, but. It is an area of deep concern, especially in Illinois and California, where taking a person's biometrics is not something you get to do. So I was hoping it would lead to a discussion. Illinois is very strict on that. That's the strictest in the nation. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, what's going on with the number of judges. Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO, 855-723, sorry, (laughs) 529-7234. We'll be back. All right, thank you for listening to Radio Law Talk and playing along for Case or No Case. The show will continue after we do our take our first break here. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. 
Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. Call now, 800-238-9182, Again, that's 800-238-9182. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-738-0170. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call Pet Joy right now. 800-711-9218. 800-711-9218. That's 800-711-9218. If you pay my fee, I'll take your case. Oh, that's stone. This is a great time to call the show. 855-LAW-RADIO. That's 855-LAW-RADIO. So a lot of stuff to talk about. You know, we've got uh, interesting ruling out of Georgia. Now, 
<laughs> you always, we, 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 we talked about uh, judges' rulings in the Rittenhouse case the last hour. And, you know, some people are scratching their heads. Other people are like, okay, but, but this one, this ruling here uh, <laughs> really kind of takes the cake. You know Elf on the Shelf? Elf on the yeah. So so I never really knew what the whole big deal was. My family never did it growing up or anything. But the idea here is that during the Christmas season, there's an elf on the shelf, and apparently you tell the kids that uh, every day, every night after the kids go to bed, the elf goes back to the North Pole, reports to Santa what you're doing. So apparently, all the elves are working for the NSA, and and then the elf comes back, and that's why they're in a different spot the next day. And you, the kids, can't touch the elf, otherwise it, you're going to be in trouble. So, so there you go. Because so, the elf sees kids who are naughty and nice and reports back to Santa Claus. That, that's right. That's right. So It's uh, a surveillance system. That's basically. right. Okay. And that's got, why they move it. around because they are little sneaky elves. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, Santa Claus, uh, CIA operative, perhaps, NSA. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Edward Snowden probably didn't like that as a kid. Crafty. And anyway, anyway, there's a judge in Georgia who has ruled – Get this, ruled that um, Elf on the Shelf is banned in his jurisdiction. What? Elf on the Shelf is banned in his jurisdiction, but he has also said there will be no contempt proceedings for anybody that violates his ban. Well, what's his jurisdiction? I <laughs> well, mean, this the, is the reality is it was a tweet, so oh. it was a mock order. It was like a joke. He was making a joke. Yes. And and out there, and, and people, you know, it got attention because— it didn't look so much like a joke. It looked like an order. I think yeah. the problem is there was an elf on the shelf in his courtroom. That could be, and that, that made him be. a little paranoid. Now, now a lot of people <laughs> felt that a lot of people felt that it was an order. I can tell you that in twenty plus years of practicing law, I have never received a court order via tweet. <laughs> Ever, Denise, have you have you ever received a court order in a in a case of any importance via tweet? No, I've I've received executive orders by the, tweets. Oh, but, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh nice, <laughs> nice. Like Just thought nice. I'd throw that in there. <laughs> I, I get the occasional spousal orders. Make sure you pick up the bread on the way home. You know exactly. that kind of thing. But. Hey, keep the peace orders. <laughs> 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 so, so that was uh, that was down in Georgia, okay. And, and you don't have to take a midnight train to get there just to hear what the judge is going to say. But sticking with the South, just a little north of Georgia, a state of Tennessee. Oh, nice. All right, uh, Denise. LA. <laughs> now there's a there's another story uh, that a judge. Too much for the man. He couldn't right. take it. <laughs> oh, wow, it's it's, it's, it's like. It's like Radio Law Talk Karaoke. What oh, my great, gosh. What a great song. Yeah. De- Denise has the uh, the groove going on there. I, I am over here with no rhythm whatsoever. I'm doing the pip vibe. <laughs> yeah, that was the pip vibe. <laughs> Cal, are, are you a pip? <laughs> well, I've been called... <laughs> just, we just yeah. won't go no, there. No, I'm not, yeah. Uh, so so that, was, that was Georgia. All right. A little further north, up in the great state of Tennessee, land of, of my residence for a little while, where I was a uh, district attorney up in northeast Tennessee. But um, we, we have a, another judge in Tennessee. This is down in Chattanooga that got in trouble. Denise, you know about this? The Facebook post from the judge? Well, he, <laughs> No, he, but I, social media is not a good forum for judges to, um, you know, yeah. comment on. <laughs> so apparently this judge – look, this, this is a common sense – 
But I guess if you're a judge, you, there's some things you just can't say. Look, for, for those of you that don't know, there are – you ever gone to like dinner with a friend and, and they're a judge and they insist on paying themselves? They won't let you pick up the tab. Um, Happened to me with a legislator once, same thing. They, right? they, get, yeah. they get a little uh, uncomfortable at gifts uh, being given and things like that. And one of the reasons is when, when judges – become a judge. Often they sent, there's a judicial college in Reno, Nevada, where a lot of judges in the West are sent, where they learn the decorum and the and the judicial rules and the ethics, because some things might not be apparent. And one of them is you have to avoid even the appearance of impropriety. And it deals with gifts and, and having people pick up the tab for you, because if that happens, it, it makes the judge look like they're on the take or, or something similar to that. And so it, it's just... Conduct that applies to judges that would not otherwise normally apply to other folks. It's very common. Cal, if you and I go out to dinner, you know, you can pick up the tab, and it has yet to happen, but well, you can pick up the tab, right <laughs> uh, and, and it would be no big deal. Well, social media posts are, are no different. Oh. Okay, so so judges have to be careful in what they post on social media, right? Right, and and people can see those. Even if you make your account totally, fu- you know, completely private, there are ways still that they can be seen. And even a judge, if he's using off-color jokes or, you know, making these different, you know, f- suggestions about things, I mean, it can come back to haunt the judge saying, well, you look like you're biased or you look like you're in this case, you look like you're promoting crime or, you know, I mean, it, it's funny because what this judge did <laughs> was he said, hey, if you're going to be a shoplifter, you've got to be you've got to be stealth is the key. Stealth is the key to shoplifting. Yes. A judge and giving, so giving people advice. advice. How to shoplift and how to avoid arrest. And, and here, oh. Here's the example that he offers, right? These were all cited uh, in the reprimand that he received from uh, the Judicial Council. Uh, he said, and I quote, this, this, is, this is his post. If you and your five foot ten sister walk in Walmart with green hair and green toenails and green flip flops that smack the back of your feet with every step you make and you don't blend in and you're caught with three steaks shoved into your pants, you forgot to be stealth. <laughs> he also says that it has to be downright humiliating when police are pulling crack out of your crack. Well, I mean, he makes a good point about the stakes. Now, the crack, I, I couldn't, couldn't help you with. But, uh, <laughs> last, you know. last one. Remember, people, the goal of criminal and bad behavior is to get away with it. <laughs> so, uh, screaming, cursing, and fighting in front of police officers 10 out of 10 times is detrimental to your freedom. And, okay. As, as correct as those observations may be. You can't say it as a judge. We're going to come back after this bottom of the hour break. we got more stuff to talk about. Britney Spears coming up. Don't go away. To quote an old joke, I shot my own turkey this year. Walmart won't let me come back in the store. We'll be right back. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. 
I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. The best thing about Quick Cut Car Wash is whenever you go through, the smell on your car is always great, and they have super fun lights and colors. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Your car smells good and it's clean at Quick Quack Car Wash. And I know this place right down the road. Quick Quack quick, quick, car, car, car Wash. Quick Quack Car Wash. Get the Quick Quack Confidence. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Get the Quick Quack Habit. Take a car once a week. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. I like Quick Quack because of the mascot, Quackles. Come on, Quick Quack Car. So we sell unlimited membership for per vehicle. You can add a family plan and add an additional vehicle at a discounted rate. Don't drive that dirty car. Quick, quick car wash. Keep listening for an exciting offer from U.S. Med. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain and inconvenience of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a Continuous Glucose Monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. We'll tell you all you need to know about CGMs. A CGM can immediately reduce pain. It's accurate, easy to use, and helps you make better diabetes treatment decisions. And with insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now to learn more. 800-918-1376. Radio Law Talk. I like that show. Radio Law Talk. Now, back to the show. I like that show, too, Cal. Uh, Look, we're going to talk a little bit about this one judge. It's very interesting. You know, um, okay, so here's a judge uh, in Ohio. And as he's sitting there, an individual comes up, and it's a man that he's uh, talking uh, about a drug issue. And a lot of times what happens in the court courtroom is when it's not a major offense, they're all sitting out in the audience and they call them up one by one, especially at the very beginning, you know, um, or later on. And that's Todd's genre, but that's what's going on here, um, especially if they're not like major offenses. And, And they're sitting out there and he's sitting with his girlfriend, right? So apparently the girlfriend, um, so, uh, the, this is judge rep, R E P P. This girlfriend doesn't say anything, and he's, by the way, the boyfriend is accused of violating his probation by not appearing at a drug program, right? So it's not a major, you know, thing. So they're not all in custody. They're just sitting out there. And uh, as as he's called, uh, he believes, that is, the judge believes that the girlfriend's under the influence. And um, no cases pending before the judge, or she was not on probation for anything. And he, go, and he basically says, you know, I think you're hopped up on drugs. Why don't you go with the bailiff and go get uh, drug tested? Cause, and she's like, uh, okay. And she goes with the bailiff, but then she refuses to be drug tested. And on top of that, she asks for a lawyer, right? And they're like, no. 
You're not entitled to a lawyer. Yeah, it's like you're not a criminal defendant. Yeah, but she's like, well, why are you making me go out and get a drug test when I I want to talk to a lawyer? You know, am I arrested? What's going on? So apparently. She would not do that. So he put, put, does he put her in jail? For 10 days. For 10 days. Then they go and appeal this. She finally gets a lawyer and appeal it. And, and, uh, well, the, here's, yeah, here's the yeah, kicker. Sure, sure. So ahead. they put her in jail, right? Right. And when she's in jail, they required her to take oh, yeah. a pregnancy test right. and undergo two full body scans. I mean, talk about she's, she's arrested for contempt of court. Right. But how does he have jurisdiction over her if she's just part of the public sitting in the well, courtroom? Contempt of court for what? Not going out and getting a drug test yes. when you're just sitting there? And by yes. the way, it, it, it was even the facts are she was doing nothing but just sitting there. Right. It's not like she was yelling at him or doing anything. No. She was sitting there. She was actually just sitting there and being <laughs> quiet and and then he said to her that you look like you know you're um, under the influence of some kind of drug I'm going to take you to probation and have you drug tested and she says give me a lawyer which is exactly what should have happened at that stage right because the question is she wasn't in custody of police but she's technically in custody of the judge right yeah there's a technicality though there she requested a court appointed lawyer and she, she she could have requested a lawyer of her own choosing, but because she's not charged with anything, it's no criminal the, – the court doesn't have jurisdiction to appoint the public defender's office to represent her at that point. But she would have been otherwise entitled to have a lawyer. But once he charges her with contempt, I'm, I think that that's when the right of having a public defender would attach because he's – contempt is a – it's a criminal matter. That's not a quasi-criminal when a judge finds you in contempt based on their own motion, you know. So I, I feel like – I be, personally feel that, like that, that she would, should have given It would be an interesting argument, a very interesting argument. Well, good. Thank you for yeah. that. <laughs> I, you know, I, this is – talk about overreaching a judge. I don't know. Go ahead. So, so the, the way I look at this case, first things that just kind of jump off the – jump off the page to me as I was reading about this, there are three branches of government. Legislative, executive, and judicial. The branch of government responsible for investigating crime is the executive branch. Police departments fall under the purview of the uh, of the executive branch of government. The judicial branch, the judge, isn't investigating crimes. If, if he's going to hold somebody in contempt, there has to have been a prior order or something that he, the judge, can rely on. The judge ordering her— Or there has to be a violation in the eyesight of the judge. So but, if it happens in front of the judge, you can also hold him in contempt. The judge, there was no reasonable suspicion. There was no warrant. Her rights under the Fourth Amendment being taken into custody and subjected to search and seizure, which drug tests are. That's a, that has been deemed to be uh, search and seizure under the Fourth Amendment. There was no warrant for any of this. If it had come back positive, she would have had plenty, plenty of grounds to have this evidence suppressed. The thing that I find interesting in this is that the judge was ultimately reprimanded, I believe suspended, wasn't he? Yes, uh, he was for a year. Suspended for a year for engaging in conduct that arguably violated the constitutional rights of this defendant. Now, this is this is my little soapbox here. If uh, if a law enforcement officer 
violate somebody's rights because they pull somebody over or even effectuate arrest, and it's later deemed they didn't have reasonable suspicion or probable cause to do so, and, and evidence is suppressed. Do you know how long the suspension or any action is against the officer who pulled somebody over with no reasonable suspicion or arrested when it's later determined that there was no probable cause? Do you know what the sanction is to the officer? What? What? Nothing. Nothing. The only wow. sanction is evidence procured is suppressed. So here you got a judge that does that, one year suspension. Law enforcement officer does that, violates constitutional rights in seizing somebody, subjecting them to a search without a warrant. Nothing. Nothing happens. So the, so yeah, he has qualified immunity. The judge needed a lawyer. <laughs> no, the judge is a lawyer. I think everybody's kind of forgetting that. The judge you know? actually probably did get a lawyer to defend himself against the uh, what the saying. what the court judicial what, council judicial council. Yeah. So this is what the judicial council said, by the way. Um, and, well, actually, the appeals court said Rep. That's the judge had no authority to order the drug test, and basically his contempt finding was without cause. So uh, they said, quote, the judge exhibited arrogance and a desire to prove that his suspicious suspicions about the lady, the lady's impairment were accurate and consistent with excuse me, unsubstantiated rumors that he had heard about her in the past. I mean, oh, come and, on. And he, and Must then, have been a small town. Right. And so then the appellate court sends it back to him to uh, remanded it back to him. And he says, I'll dismiss the case on the condition that she goes through a drug test. So he's still at the end after the All court right. of appeals tells him to to get rid of the case. Um, then he's still saying that he wants her to take um, submit to a drug treatment assessment. Well, here's another thing. The court yep. said that he had, quote, undignified improper and discourteous demeanor. You've got to be very careful as a judge. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, it's so you've and I know a lot of judges and all both you guys do too and most judges are really good and very courteous. Yeah. I can't stand a judge that's mean to the lawyers. There's nothing wrong with with being firm and being that but you know, yell at them like you're an idiot and basically call them idiots, right? Yeah, yeah I, mean, I don't he, think they should do it to anybody. That's what I'm trying to say. The lawyers or self-represented. Or, or, or self-represented or even people in the audience. You know, it's just yes. like – now, there are some people – I've, I've been in court. There are some people that are out of control that need to be – need to be, you know, pushed back. There needs to be some pushback, right? But I, then you ask your bailiff, you know, to handle yeah. it and take him out of the courtroom. Right. You don't, you know, do something Berate like – yeah, yeah, exactly. Or force them into a drug test. <laughs> yeah, I would just. There, there is a certain decorum that should be exhibited in the court by all participants in court. You know, last last hour we talked about Kyle Rittenhouse, and I, I, it might have been you know, when we were discussing this off the air. But one of the things for me that was off putting was seeing the manner in which the prosecutor was addressing the court. You might not agree with the court's ruling, but he, right. was, he was speaking to the court in a very disrespectful manner. From my perspective, turning the back on the judge, walking around. Handing papers to the clerk and doing things as the judge was talking. Uh, as to the him. judge was talking to him, and, and there just needs to be respect between counsel, respect from counsel to the court, and respect from the bench back to counsel. It's a it's an issue of decorum that needs to take place in court. Right. I think an important note here is that the judge didn't get in trouble for you know uh, the, his judicial actions directly. It was really his ethical 
responsibilities that he got in trouble for and got suspended for not living up to the ethics because judges also have quasi-judicial immunity, right? So they can't be sued in certain instances right. either, but they can be suspended as we know now. That's kind of like reminds me of Cal, how he treats us sometimes, you what? know, just thrashes us and treats us, makes wants us to have drug tests or really it's not a drug test, it's sugar tests. How many donuts have we eaten, you know? That's I'll, what bothers one me. One time I want to check your cholesterol and your blood sugar and you go, you exactly all right. refuse. No <laughs> body cavity searches though, Cal. Yeah, I draw the, no. He walks no in pregnancy with the, tests. He walks in the room with a rubber glove. I'm out of here. That's okay. okay. Right. Gone. All right, Cal, we'll be back. Breathe easy. <laughs> this is Radio Law Talk, and we thank you for listening on your favorite local radio station and, of course, on RadioLawTalk.com. You stay right there. The show will continue in just a little bit. Hold on. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Medicare rules are confusing. They should be. There are over 130,000 pages of regulations. There's Part A through D, Medicare Advantage, and Medigap. According to the CMS, there are government programs available that can help you pay for your medical expenses. Choosing the right Medicare plan is a really big deal. The wrong choice can cost you a lot of money, and the right choice can put more money in your pocket. Call one of our licensed representatives today. At 65 Plus Medicare, our free service can show you a plan that will maximize your Medicare benefits, ensure you are taking advantage of all available government assistance programs, and save you money. Plus, call right now and get a free report on how to avoid costly Medicare mistakes. Call now. 800-220-7612-800-220-7612-800-220-7612. That's 800-220-7612. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your 
your family's health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0940. That's 800-670-0940. Hey, listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the window replacement hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the window replacement hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home. Call the window replacement hotline now. 800-710-3739. 800 Points for you. Are, Are you serious? This is Radio Law Talk. And now, back to the show. So as lawyers, uh, it depends upon which courtroom or courthouse you're in, but the newer courthouses have two lines. The line for the public and the line for lawyers. And why is that? Oh, lawyers think they're special. Lawyers and jurors. Jur- lawyers and jurors. And the reason they have it is sometimes they have to get into court quickly and there's long lines to get into the courtroom or uh, or into the courthouse. And so they have a, kind of the express line for the lawyers. And so lawyers, yes, they do get a little special, uh, you know, uh, treatment, which they should because so, they're in there working. It's like, it's, like, it's like you see at the airport when you're waiting in line and one of the workers walks in. They walk around and, and just show their badge and they check their badge and they go on, right, for the airport. So it's because they got to go to work. So uh, – <clears throat> but sometimes it just – you get to know the bailiffs that are there, and they're the guys or gals working the uh, the uh, I'm going to say the you know what do you call those the, the machines and the, the security uh, desk. Security right? de- yeah. Well, and they yeah. got the, what's that machine called? The, the, the detector. X-ray you know, machine. X-ray machine. You put the stuff through. Yeah, and, yeah. And the metal detector. It's like going to the airport. Yeah, yeah. but but the, you're seeing the same people over and over and over yeah. again, right? Yeah. And it sounds to me like this lawyer. And one of these sheriffs, usually it's the sheriff or security person that's running it, have known each other for quite some time. And and, and, and there's and, a level of trust. Yeah. It's like you, you still got to check them. But what you can do is you can you can use a wand. If, and this apparently guy always wears his suspenders and it always goes off because of his suspenders. This is what is kind of behind the scenes that people aren't talking about. And apparently the same, the same security slash officer – Apparently keeps hassling him for years. Not just, I mean, not years, but like a year. Yeah, no, I said like, like a year. What you said? No, no, because he was in Pro Hack Vice, and Pro Hack Vice is where you get to you are practicing in another jurisdiction where you're not necessarily um, barred to practice in, but you're with another attorney, and you're. Yeah, and so the federal judge in this case said, "No, this is. I thought this was the one he had been gone through." 
often? Are you, are you thinking of another case? There's three different cases they talk about. No, this, this is this yeah. is when Ward, his name is Ward. Yeah. And he, what he did was he removed his pants, right? No, no, no. We don't. Let's back up. So, okay. What, we don't. I'll look it up. He, he's, we'll look an, up. he's an Atlanta lawyer. Yes. Right. But he was appearing in federal court in down Tampa. in Tampa. Oh, pro, that's right. Yes. He was appearing pro hoc vice okay. down in oh. Tampa, <laughs> and and the court. After as a result of all this, was like, okay, I need an order to show cause about why I should continue to let you appear pro hoc vice down right. here. Got it. Got it. Pro, pro hoc vice means that you're just one time kind of appearing there or doing it with. You on, associate with associate a local with, council right. is okay. usually what that means. I'm thinking of another one. There's another one where they actually knew the they knew each other, and this one individual sheriff slash security would give them hassle. But that was another one that I'm thinking of that I'll look look back up. But long story short. Um, so he tells him to take his suspenders off, and but they could have wanded him, right, and use a wand. Have. Oh yeah. And then so he so what he does, he takes he gets upset and takes his suspenders off and his pants, and is standing there in his shirt and his undies and walks through and and uh, apparently then someone you know calls over the sheriff. Is that correct? Yeah. And he actually gets he gets accused of um, disorderly conduct. Right. And um, and then the federal judge Let that he was working on. Um, then she she granted what is called an order to show cause. That means that it kind of shifts the burden on the other person to come to court and show why they shouldn't have some kind of a reprimand or why they shouldn't have some kind of consequence for him appearing in public with it, just his underwear. And um, so once that happened, he then withdrew from the case because and then she dropped the order to show cause. So it's kind of a, a story, kind of a very weird story because apparently the suspenders were button suspenders that hooked around his um, his belt loops. Well, if, if and he could have taken they, them off. They hook on the inside All of right. the pants. Listen to this, yeah, guys. Yeah, but you could have taken that off. I'm going to say I'm right. Yeah. I was right. Yeah. You guys are talking about the second case. The Pittsburgh lawyer is the main guy. That's Jeffrey Pollock, 59. He's the guy that took his pants off. You guys are thinking about another. There's a in separate Tampa. Robert Ward that was an Atlanta lawyer that went to Tampa, Florida. That was a second incident that they say. But I'm talking about the main Pittsburgh lawyer that's about the, the one Jeffrey Pollock. That's 59. He's the one that was a, that was. Uh, um, that pulled his pants off uh, and dropped them, and that, that's the guy that had known this sheriff slash security person for quite some time. So I was correct because he was in the middle of the family division, right, wearing his underwear and his shirts. That's the Pittsburgh lawyer Jeffrey Pollock, which is this is all about. But then you, th there's just a note that there's other individuals that have done the same thing, and that was Mr. Ward, the Atlanta lawyer that did it in Tampa, Florida. That happened to him also. So that's what I'm saying. There's this is not the first time. There's multiple lawyers that have done this, right? So what, what you're saying essentially, and then there's bra issues too. What you're saying essentially is that lawyers going to court not wearing pants is starting to become an epidemic in the judicial system. Yes, you know it, it's just good heavens. You got to wake up and remember to put your pants on, even if it's one leg at a time. Although that is kind of weird because most people I know put their pants on two legs at a time. But whatever. Really? Yes. I don't. I mean, that's going to be mm. that. You know. I I gotta think about that one. There's also women lawyers who. Uh, oh, um, I guess I gotta be careful in how I say this politically, but I guess women lawyers wears bras. But um, they've set bra. Their bras have have set the metal detectors off, and some have actually missed 
their appointments with like uh, they have to meet meet their clients you know in court or meet them in the jail and and that has an issue too. You know, so. if that's the case, I would think that the lawyer would not want the bailiff to come over with the wand. <laughs> Right. That's know. happened. Beep, beep. That <laughs> happens. But you know what? Wow. When when that happens, to be honest with you, the bailiffs they realize what's setting off the you know the alarm, and they they let you go because that's happened to me. I also wear boots sometimes, and the boots have steel heels, and if it so they isolate on the security. Um, where the little lights go off, right? And yeah. so if it goes off at where your shoes are, then they know it's your heels, and you can show your heels, and you're you're good to go. But are the boots right. are the boots made for walking? They're made for walking because running. that's just what they'll do. One of these days, they're going to walk all over you. <laughs> I, I think that yeah. is the case. I think that's well, appropriate. Jumping back to the Pittsburgh lawyer Jeffrey Pollock, and this is a quote from him. He said. And he told Tribe Live this. This uh, He was interviewed. He said he has been hassled about his suspenders by the same security guard, quote, for years. Oh. So, um, and this guard refused to wand him, which is like, dude, you know who I am. I come through court all the time. It's my suspenders. Wand me. You know, they can wand you to see if you have anything. And the guy refused, or gal, I don't know if it's a guy or gal, that's the security and it kept hassling. So what my point is, is this is behind the scenes, behind the articles, behind the news that everybody heard. About. I've even heard this on radio, local radio people talk about it. But guess what? This was about this security hassling this lawyer for years, not weeks, not months, for years. And doggone it, what the lawyer should have done is gone to the presiding judge and filed a complaint about this security person. Yeah, he he should have he should have gone there or uh, take your pants off. You know, I, I I will say this though, um, it really, for the most part, in situations like this, it takes two people to continue an ongoing. It does, like that. and and you hear a statement and you think that oh, this poor me, I was just trying to go to court for my clients, and this big bad judge was just has or oh, uh, this is this uh, this bailiff or whatever the court uh, personnel, the sheriff, he was hassling me. No. You know, th- there is stuff going back and forth. It's a dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Some and, dynamic. What does he always wear suspenders? I mean, that's the other question. If he always sets off me, if I have some outfit that sets off the security alarm, then I don't wear that to court. I wear something else. And that's it does sound like it took two to tango here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's never quite as it's never quite what have you done. <laughs> have you found the two of you? Has anything ever occurred, like, at the courthouse, interesting like that, that that uh, was just bizarre? I remember a judge one time, and, and Denise and Todd know what I'm talking about. This courtroom they had was an old-fashioned courtroom. Remember up, yes. up on B, on B Street? And after a judge ruled against, uh, a, in a divorce case, apparently some... Uh, brown stuff was rubbed on the the windows of the courtroom on the outside because it didn't have protection on from the outside. So just bizarre stuff that happens in courtrooms, around courtrooms, and maybe we can tell some more stories. But we'll talk about Brittany next hour. So hang on and keep 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 your little dial at Radio Law Talk. Put your seatbelt on and tighten that strap. We'll be right back. So there you were talking about decorum earlier, and now you know why. Because emotions can run high in a courtroom and bad things can happen. We'll be right back as Radio Law Talk will continue at six minutes after the hour. Stay tuned. 
you have been listening to Radiolawtalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. $500 a month or more on gas and electric bills? Did you know by making a simple free phone call, you can save up to 25% on your bill every month? What could you do with a 25% savings on utility bills every month? Energy deregulation is now available in your state. Making one simple phone call will show you how we can lower your gas and electric bills instantly with no changes to your bill and no enrollment fee. This is a free service. The only thing you'll notice is a lower bill every month. Call U.S. Power and Light right now. Learn how easy it is to lower your utility bills for your business and save money. We promise. So if you spend over $500 a month on your gas and electric bills, please call right now and unleash your savings. 800-941-3381. 800-941-3381. 800-941-3381. That's 800-941-3381.